1: Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Take Talk podcast. I'm Stephen O'Rourke, and as always, I'm with my co-host, Brett Whitefield. But today, Brett and I are in person together for the first time since the first podcast. Uh,
0: Yeah, it has. It really, it is. Yeah, Yeah. it's
1: been since then.
0: We are in the same room, thanks to uh, good old Michigan weather.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean... So for everybody who doesn't live across the Midwest, a giant ice storm swept through last night and knocked out basically the entire southeast of Michigan. Yeah. Of power.
0: 600,000 people I think are without power including myself. Yeah. Steve lives 20 minutes east of me but he has power so here Yeah, it we was are.
1: it was close there last night. We flickered for a second. We, I was laying in bed and it like so it went out and I was like oh great here we go and then it came back and I was, and it, it stayed and I couldn't believe it but it was pretty it was actually pretty eerie last night like walk like standing outside walking around it's just like the creaking <laughs> and the crashing and it yeah. looks like there's fireworks going off with like power lines coming down and transformers blowing it was like a real like it's a weird you thought
0: you're in a war zone for yeah a sec. it's yeah. so
1: bizarre uh, yeah, but, I saw
0: the damage in your neighborhood, too. It's not like you guys were untouched. You almost...
1: Yeah, I mean, right across the street, a branch came down over our neighbors, and that was like, once that happened, I was like, all right, I got to move our car. I'm like, looking at the tree above us. I'm like, I think this is good. It looks like they trimmed it. Hopefully, it doesn't take out the car that we have parked in the street. Like, for real. Just, you know, like going to bed, hoping you wake up and everything's normal.
0: Yeah, for us, so we were sitting we i don't know we were my wife and i had got the kids to bed we're having like a coffee sitting talking on the couch right we we're about to turn on the tv and power starts flickering we're like "Ooh, that's getting rough it actually went out for a second and i you know my computer restarted all that stuff so i went upstairs powered down the computer so it didn't you know fry the motherboard right. with all the flickering right um you know turn some other appliances off and then Literally, as we sat down, we had our front curtains open. It's pitch black outside, and yep. we see the whole sky light up. We hear a big pop, and a transformer about 200 yards away exploded. And we knew from that point on we were, things were going to be rough <laughs> for a while. So,
1: uh, How did the kids handle it?
0: They were sleeping, so they woke oh, up. Nice. They're like, okay.
1: Daddy, the power's out. I'm like, yeah,
0: I know all right that's, that's why it's 50 degrees in the right, house yeah, right right <laughs> so, um yeah but,
1: meanwhile it was 63 degrees last week wednesday i think yeah yeah it's so, been warm
0: in general this winter it's, yeah so it's, it's gonna be warm today like yeah, 55 yeah
1: so the, nothing makes sense yeah it's all chaotic it it is crazy just enough to cause havoc in your life but not long enough to stay for any meaningful amount of time yep which is michigan weather
0: yeah, but you guys know Steve and I, no days off. Power outage doesn't matter. We're still getting after it. We so. found
1: a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. And we always have a will.
0: Always have a will. All right, so today we're going to get into a free agent preview. We're going to talk some specific guys, kind of sh- talk about the quarterback landscape. But before we do, I have to do a live read from our sponsor, Underdog. The 2022 NFL season is over, but the fantasy football season never stops at Underdog Fantasy the easiest place to play fantasy football. Right now, you can draft an underdog's The Big Board Tournament with $1 million in total prizes and 200 k given to first place. Think you know which incoming rookies will burst onto the scene in 2023? If so, now is your chance to draft them at value. All you have to do is join The Big Board Draft, draft your fantasy team, and that's it. In best ball, there are no waivers, no trades, and you get the best scores in your starting lineup each week of the season. Whoever has the the highest scores at the end of the season wins. It's as simple as that. Just head to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or Google Play Store, sign up with the promo code FANTASYPTS, which is an abbreviation for Fantasy Points, and you will get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Oh, and there's more. If you sign up using the code FANTASYPTS at Underdog and you get a Fantasy Point Standard subscription for just $5, that's actually insane value. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code FANTASYPTS. And remember, new Underdog users who sign up with our code get a Fantasy Points subscription for $5. Steve, I don't know who to talk to about this, but I don't even, I don't like that we're doing that. Why are we giving people
1: yeah this is mean, uh, right
0: a fancy point sub for five bucks that's insane
1: right as we're about to like launch all our new tools and all yeah. our like we're bringing on more content like yes kind of feels like we did this at the wrong time we're gonna give uh, away too I much
0: i know i'm gonna have to have to get with our marketing department there and figure out what's going on because <laughs> <laughs> but no that's great value definitely do it i know i play best ball and underdog especially because I do feel like I have a good feel for how the draft's going to shake out, you know, and I, I want to jump in on that early value, so.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to try it for the first time this year. I didn't do it last year and hadn't done it oh, before, nice. but I'm, like, making it a point this year to do at least a few different, like, big best ball tournaments and even, like, a couple smaller ones. And, yeah, I'm making it a priority this year because it looks like so much fun because oh, that's, like, the number one thing that, I complain about during fantasy is it's like it's right there. I have the right team. It's just that I don't have them in the right place sometimes and best ball eliminates that stress.
0: Yep. And uh, a little teaser for you guys too. I know Chris Wecht of you know our team with he's gonna be joining Scott Barrett and Graham Barfield. They're gonna be doing a a weekly best ball stream where they're gonna go and do a live draft on stream.
1: Oh, talk awesome. bodies
0: pick they're gonna do that i think every week until the uh the tournament start closing which is like late august so it's gonna be insane value if you're you know whether you're a subscriber or not you'll be able to get that content on youtube it's gonna be pretty exciting check it out all right steve free is literally staring us in the face yeah and you're gonna be gone for a couple weeks
1: yeah I honestly Um, like I was looking at the calendar today and I was like yeah free agency comes up here in a couple weeks I looked at the calendar I'm like oh my god it's it's pretty much two weeks away
0: right so we have no choice but to preview free agency now you're right you know if we wanted to do that together but you will be back in time to start recapping some of the things that happened
1: right yes I'll be home right in time to you know kind of have us have us live or not live, maybe necessarily, but like, yeah, yeah. we'll be able to hop in and like at a moment's notice and like that day, that week, recap everything. So it'll be, it'll, it's good timing. I kind of did it accidentally, but it works out well that I kind of get that dead period where the combine happens.
0: Awesome. So let's, so let's jump into the frequency stuff. We're going to talk quarterbacks first because there's an actual market of QB right now. Yeah. Now, I do think it might dry up quickly because I think three of the five got – there's probably five freedoms that have a chance to start on a team next year.
1: Yeah, I would say so. Uh,
0: listing those out, that would be Lamar Jackson. That would be Daniel Jones. That would be Derek Carr. That would be Geno Smith and potentially Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Potentially, depending right. on where he lands. There's a chance he ends up a starter some somehow. Um, Steve, I think you agree with me that Lamar probably needs to stay put in Baltimore
1: with the new with bringing in a new offensive coordinator seems to be bringing in like a little bit different minds. It makes sense for Lamar and the Ravens to just work this out and i I don't know where we're at with that. I feel like you get a conflicting report every day, but i I mean Lamar's comfortable in Baltimore and he has been and he's played well and I think that they always give him a good defense behind him. It's just they have to figure out the offense a little bit. But other than that, like it's a team ready, made to compete. And I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense for Lamar to leave that situation in my mind.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Baltimore needs, I mean, for as critical of Lamar as I have been, <laughs> I've also been on the side of like, they've done nothing to help this man. Nothing. It's crazy. And so if I were Lamar, I'd probably want to leave. And if I'm the Ravens, I, I'm hopefully having that wake up moment where I'm like, what are we doing? What what are we doing? Are we really going to let this guy walk out the front door?
1: Right. So it it should be desperation. It's a great point. It should be desperation on the, on the Ravens standpoint, because like, think about it. Who other than Lamar and I guess Tyler Huntley too, but like who else, what other quarterback can run that offense? You're either what you're either running with Tyler Huntley or like, you have to go make a play after like Anthony Richardson or something like that. If you plan on taking the current offensive structure, and moving it in next year, there's like three quarterbacks available. Two of them are on your one of them's on your team. The other one can be on your team as a free agent. And I don't think they're getting up to get Richardson without giving up a. Oh, it's like an absolute mountains worth. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it, they really are in a tough situation because they're now. What are we looking at pay wise here? Like PFS projecting five years, two hundred and sixty million total yeah 208 million guaranteed yeah so the thing I keep coming back to because I don't know that Lamar is necessarily worth that but because they don't really have another option what do you you have to do something and before Lamar broke out Harbaugh was on the hot seat yeah so he literally should be feeling desperation here like yeah I remember what where things were going before I had Lamar I don't really have the other resources to get another quarterback um, unless maybe they, you know, they brought in Derek Carr or something, but I just don't see that really as being an option. So, yeah, you've designed all your personnel for Lamar Jackson, right? Might as well keep him and and, and try to improve that offense. Um, I think he stays put.
1: I think so. I think they end up working it out. Yep.
0: Uh, the next guy, I would say, is Geno Smith. Yeah, he's another one though where I don't I don't see him playing anywhere other than Seattle next year.
1: I think that's a quick. I think yeah, I think this one's wrapped up quick. Yeah, I don't think Seattle. So. I think it plays perfectly into what Seattle wants to be, wants to build. Him as a quarterback, he fits that offense perfectly. He isn't afraid to bomb it deep to the guys that two guys that are good at running deep routes. Yep, and. You know, he commands an offense and they can invest in the running game, which Pete Carroll obviously loves. And they've been able to get younger on defense. So it's just like, again, another team where the alternatives make no sense as with like where the team is at and where the team could be going with, the, with Geno compared to another quarterback.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think it's – one of the more attractive things is probably that I don't think they're going to have to pay him a ton. Right. So it's like, hey, let's do a two, three-year deal. It probably, if I had to guess, it's going to be a three-year deal, but that third year is going to be flimsy at best. Right. So it's basically a two-year trial. They'll know pretty quickly if he's if he's the guy. But He played like the guy this year. I mean, he really did.
1: He made every throw this year. It was every throw, like fantastic pos- pocket presence all year new like he has the mobility that he always had you know through college and the beginning of his career and just like he's fit he fits very well into what the nfl is now and what you know and even so what seattle has been for years like he is kind of like russell when he like when he was younger he's that mobile big arm and can get it to any guy it fits perfectly i I mean it's
0: it's so true. We had him for 14 touchdowns on passes, 20 yards or more downfield. Yeah. He was, what, top five in wow throw percentage for yeah. us. yep. So he's literally giving them what Russell was giving them. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Except
0: There's... he almost looks more competent than Russell's last year in Seattle. And obviously yeah. this past year at Denver, like, maybe they actually uh, kind of just keep on trucking with where that offense is going. Now, it's for them, it's about building that defense. Right. Getting a little more consistent running the ball. Um, there were games where, where Walker and that run game kind of it was like very boomer bust. It was he'd run into a brick wall twenty plays in a row, then on the twenty first <laughs> carry sixty five yards. Right. So the numbers looked all right, but
1: he had like it, some, it was rough. He had some like insane like it was almost sixty percent stuff rate, but then had like like eight nine percent explosive play rate. So seventy percent of his plays were either duds or or yeah. home, like a home run, which is not the norm at all. So like that, obviously they want to square that away. And I, yeah, I think like they have the draft capital to go fill in that defensive line a little bit. They've had just kind of some makeshift pieces there throughout the last couple of years. And I think they can finally solidify those with some youth.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, because of that, I think when it's all said and done, he's, he's going to stay a Seahawk. And ultimately the top two guys in the quarterback market are probably staying put. You can make a case, Daniel Jones, the third guy we're probably gonna talk about here with with the Giants, is also probably gonna stay put. But I don't know. His demands, Steve, are getting a little much. It
1: looked like it was locked up like two weeks ago. Like right around the Super Bowl, yeah. it felt like, all right, Daniel Jones is sticking to home. We're good to go. But like with each passing week the number that he's expected to ask for expected to push for just keeps rising a little bit much. And I think we've actually, I think we finally hit the point where it's where everybody is saying that what he would want is too much.
0: Yeah. What would he has for? 45 million 45 a year? 45
1: million a year.
0: So how, how, how far would you be willing to go with, with Daniel Jones?
1: I mean, like, if, I think the goal would be to try to sign him to a, like a contract we talked about with Gino, like a two, three year, you know, three year with the last year being, you know, yeah. a pre, what is it? July 1st cut or whatever voids the year, like two, three year, 30 million, I think is what Daniel Jones is worth right now. Cause I think like with that amount into the sal, it's not too much into the salary cap quarterback salaries are going up as it is, but like, he lets you improve the team and get it ready for whatever quarterback for the future, or maybe he develops, but he's definitely not the guy right now. And $45 million to me, that's that's a he's the guy right now type of money.
0: The problem is, is he just had a breakout season on yeah. the last year of his deal. Yep. He's going to get paid, whether it's by the Giants or somebody else. He is. Um, he's also only 25. Yes. So... Look at some of the other guys. You know, Derek Carr's thirty-two, Geno's thirty-two, Lamar's twenty-six, but you know, he's coming off his rookie deal. Right. You expect him to to probably stay put. Jimmy Garoppolo's thirty-one. There's not like the 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 amount of times you get a chance to sign a young quarterback playing his best football is pretty slim. Yeah, and he could be a, a rare twenty-five-year-old quarterback in his peak hitting the free agent market, which, which is- means, I mean. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which, like, we've talked about it. I mean, quarterbacks don't necessarily – most of them don't necessarily develop until their late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. It's just if you're another team bringing in Daniel Jones, I don't know. Do you, like –
0: Do you you have the same vision for him as Dable?
1: Exactly. Can you continue what Dable did? Because, you know, obviously it wasn't happening before. Before we were – I mean – I, we were basically ready to get – everybody was ready to give up on Daniel Jones. I will
0: say this. I think the criticism of Jones has been harsh so far. Like, yeah. if you go off PFF grades, and I know a lot of debate on <laughs> the actually, though, I've defended PFF grades for a long time, even since I, I no longer work there. Yes. 2020, they had him at uh, the 18th best QB in the league as a 78.4 overall. That's that's pretty solid grade, though. That's and not then, bad. And then in his bad year of 2021, he was still a 71-1. Again, not great, but not bottom of the barrel either. Right. Plenty of quarterbacks grading worse than that than this past year. He was the 17th best quarterback in grade, in terms of grade. His also is PFF War. They have a metric called PFF War. has gone up each of the last three years. Yep. So, um, I mean, those are those are positive signs, I guess. Uh, it, it is really tough because if you don't have Dable calling plays, are you, I mean, we saw it with Josh Allen this year. He lost Dable and yeah. things got... I wouldn't say they were bad, but they definitely were, had rough moments. Yeah. Um, Some more inconsistencies have reared their head. So it's like, shoot, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the guy who wants to take a swing on on that. Not at the price anyways.
1: Right. And it's just, he's in, like you said, he's interesting because you can make different cases for him from both sides. Like he didn't throw the ball a ton this year. It was a lot done with his legs. A lot of, a lot of energy, like, involving Saquon Barkley read option stuff i think like Saquon Barkley accounted for what was it like 30% of the yeah pff has them nearly accounted for almost 30% of new york's total yards on offense and so like can you win with a guy who's not necessarily the greatest thrower he's not nah, i wouldn't call him lamar jackson athletic oh god no so like yeah i just like The only question I have is what, where is his ceiling? Do you believe you can get him to that ceiling, and is his ceiling worth a top, well, like forty, forty-five million would put him probably in the top ten quarter, like paid quarterbacks, top five, top five. So, like, is his potential, is his ceiling a top five quarterback within that contract?
0: No, no, and that it's tough because he'd be top five. Well, forty-five million to put him top five this year, right? Now, obviously, every year, he'll get leapfrogged. You know, Burrow, Herbert, Tua coming up. Right. You'll have um, uh, Hertz. Hertz will get in there as well. Yeah. So, yeah, he'll get leapfrogged. And and then in two years, he'll be down in the 12, 13, 14 range again. True. So, it's one of those things where – but to your point, though, Steve, like Detroit's going to have to make a similar situation with – or similar decision with Goff coming up soon. It's like – can – can we win because of Daniel Jones? Right. And I don't think the answer to that is yes. Right. Can we win with him though? Yeah, probably you can. If you have the right perfect circumstances, perfect, you know, set around him, skill players, offensive line, defense, all that. Yeah. You could probably win with him. Right. Um, But I think he's probably closer to a guy you're going to lose because of rather than win because of, right. And just based on that alone, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving him 40 45 million a year I'm, I'm gonna pass on that I think
1: I think you're right and now uh-huh. you said it that someone's gonna pay him and at the end of the day I think it should be New York yeah like you're right he's like he's gonna get the contract
0: yeah They, they like, at least can match I think what he's I doing. think
1: New York is the right place to do it because they weren't supposed to compete this year you know they have a ton of spaces they have to fill in like why not have Daniel Jones be the Jared Goff to the New York Giants rebuild, sure. retool, whatever you want to call it. It would it's not a rebuild. They yeah. made the wild like the wild card this year, but like in that vein of, and even more so, like start taking chances on some quarterbacks behind Daniel Jones. I know like it sure. upset the team dynamic, but like why not? You like you know where his Flores, where his Flores. You know what he can do with Dable. Have him come have him. Come in for you know, have a three years, three years of it guaranteed. Have him do those three years. Maybe draft a couple guys behind him. I, see if you can bring in the future. And maybe
0: you tag him and then draft the guy. Yeah,
1: like I see think what happens. That New York is the picture perfect team to give Daniel Jones a contract yeah. like that if he's gonna get it.
0: Also, can we get more out of Daniel Jones? Like, let's say for argument's sake, they go add a, a JSN right. in the draft, right? You know, or or even a legit downfield stretcher like a Jalen Hyatt or something like that. Yeah, um, can we get get him some more easy throws? Right, because I mean, look, if Dable treats him the way they treated Allen in Buffalo and surrounded him with separators, yep, we maybe maybe we haven't reached Daniel Jones' ceiling and we could get more out of him. Um, I, I mocked JSN to the Giants, I believe.
1: You that? had Zay Flowers, Zay guys. Flowers, perfect. Yes, perfect. Which, like, guy. That's exactly who you. Yeah. that's who exactly who you yep. would want to bring in.
0: Yep, he's like he's like a cross between a like a Golden Tate and a Stefan Diggs. Doesn't Which, have the ball ball skills as, St- as Stephon Diggs does, but right. the route running's there, and then the yak stuff like a Golden Tate is there. Like right. he's a monster. So, yeah, you're just making life easy on him. He's got a big body guy in Hodgins that got Wandel Robinson from last year. And yep. then let's just surround him with speedy. Playmakers and right. see if he can get more consistent throwing the football in the short and intermediate part of the field. I actually think throwing the ball downfield has probably been one of the things he's been okay at.
1: He's got a good deep yeah, ball.
0: Yeah, he does. I mean, he was nicknamed Danny Dimes early in his career for True. a reason. So he's
1: Vanilla Vic now. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> two two great nicknames by the way. I That's awesome. That. Um.
0: So so far the top three QBs. I don't. I, neither of us are anticipating them moving on from their current teams. So.
1: No, I know.
0: Um, That leaves us with Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo, both guys in their young 30s. Carr was clearly mistreated in L.A. last year. He was having a terrible season, though. That can't be undersold. He was playing terribly. It wasn't. Yeah. But previous the previous two years before that, he had looked... I would say very good to like a fringe top 10 guy.
1: I mean, to the point where we're like, you and I were projecting him to take a leap this yeah, year. Yeah. Like it was, they brought I, in Devonte Adams. Yeah. It felt like it w- was the time he was going to make the leap. Having Devonte Adams, Waller, Renfro yep. didn't work out that way, but the, I don't think all that potential just goes away in one year.
0: Nope. No, in, in toxic situations, have a have a way of bringing guys down and yeah jump. We saw this with Darius Slay when right. when he was put in a situation that where he didn't feel right, you know, mentally every day because of the things going on around him. Yeah, he played bad. He played bad his last year here yeah. in Detroit. Yeah. then he goes to the Eagles and looks like the same All Pro type guy that he was early in his career in Detroit. So it's yeah, I mean, it's so, completely
1: yeah. erased whatever that like that year yeah. was for himself. Everybody's basically forgotten about that. And,
0: exactly. You know. And Carr, Carr could definitely have the same type of thing happen to him. I'd love to see Carr go to the Jets.
1: I was about to ask, so where do you think our is the Oh, fit? man. I mean, it's like dropping him into Oakland, but with a better offensive line.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, so, like so – in, in an offensive line, they can still prove. Like, yes. Sign Derek Carr, draft a tackle in the first round, let him throw to you know, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, and yeah. they got – some athletic tight ends that aren't super productive, but they can can be productive. Love Brees Hall and Michael Carter in a good run game. Like they're set up.
1: And a good defense. And Something good that Derek defense. Carr I don't even know. The only the only way he knows about a good defense is that he's played good defense. <laughs> he doesn't know what it means to have it in house, but he knows what it is to play against them. Yes. He'd love to have one one day.
0: Yep. I uh I would love that fit. That that's the fit to me. I know I know he's talked heavily with what New Orleans yeah, um the which, other which spot, are,
1: which like New Orleans, I don't, I don't even know how that conversation even goes, and like where are we they getting, don't even have where any money. You, just saying, where are they getting the money yeah. from? Are they just bringing them in to talk for fun? I don't know, but
0: they need Congress to pass a yeah <laughs> to pass a spending bill for them. Yeah, right. They just need <laughs> to,
1: they just need a budget increase. They have to go pitch to the floor real quick. Yeah, they seem to. I mean, they make it happen every year, so they're amazing at the bench.
0: What do you think about the Panthers
1: for Car? That isn't like another spot that I think is like, hey, he's got a good defense and they can go full in on improving the offense in the draft, which I think they should. You still have DJ Moore there. You, I mean, Terrace Marshall, who started kind of emerge, yeah. He came alive a little bit this year as a potential, like, I don't, you know, I, I think he'd be a great number three but if you can bring in another two, bring it, or bring in a number two, bring in a a little bit more talent at the tight end position. Like Ian Thomas is fine, but he's also not like, I don't think he's elevating your offense, but I think it'd be, a and an, again, another young offensive line that plays really well. Like I like Carolina's offensive line.
0: Yep. I think that would be a great spot. Um Immediately giving him a guy like DJ Moore. Right. Would be great. Uh, Even like LaVisca is. Yeah. It's not super. He's not going to do a lot for you, but he does generate offense on his own. They they did
1: some gadgety stuff with him this year that worked out, and. Yep. He can be your short area guy.
0: Yep. They've shown the ability to run the ball.
1: Yeah. Um, I I, I know
0: it's a new regime, but like, you know, Reich's going to run the ball,
1: you know, and prioritize. Right. And I mean, that was pretty much their entire offense yep. down the stretch. It was games where they ran the ball well, they won. And games where they didn't run the ball well, they lost. Like, that was how their offense went. It was very, like, 1970s of their yeah. offense.
0: And the thing with Carr, too, is it's it's pretty rare a guy of his caliber hits the open market. He's pretty developed. And, I mean- it,
1: like, hits the open market where his old team is in no position like, – yeah, they're not even in the market for it. Right,
0: exactly. Like he is playing for a different team next year, yes. no matter what happens. Yes. I uh, PFS projecting his contract, uh, and this is Brad Spielberger, who works for PFF. Mm-hmm. He used to work for Over the Cap, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's a legit salary expert. I would say so. His projections are usually really, really good. So yeah. he's projecting two years, thirty million a year, with half that guaranteed, basically. That's reasonable. I saying,
1: like that's a whole, like to me for a guy like Derek Carr, that's a home run. Yeah,
0: if I'm the Giants, I mean, I'm calling. Hey, my guy wants forty five million, but I can get Derek Carr for thirty. Right. Okay. Oh, sure. Come on, come on, Derek. Yeah. Let's do that. You know,
1: like that's again. I'd Give Dable Derek Carr, and yeah, the offense would probably become a little bit more vertical. Yep and that would be the chain. Like they less, need the personnel to do a little bit more. But, yeah. Less read option and more vertical passing, and then yeah. like hopefully they would draft accordingly.
0: You could still run RPO. You just wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't have a lot of read options. Right, on. right. Yeah. It'd be more
1: like RPO. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. I, so Car- Carolina and the Jets are the two most interesting fits. I would hate it if he signed in New Orleans. I
1: would hate if it. If somehow
0: they found the money to do it, I would hate it for him. And
1: I, that's like – I hate it for New Orleans – even more than I hate it for Derek Carr because
0: yeah. new Orleans is the kind of just need to blow it up and move on.
1: They're trying to live in this like medi- mediocrity zone and they're going to like push through it. Like, no, you're just plugging holes yeah. in a sinking ship. It feel like it feels like the red wings of the late um, oh, or of so like right. the early 2010s, you're so right. where it's like we're hanging on just for the history of it because we've been so good for so long. The playoff it's like, record, yes, yes, the playoff record, and New Orleans—they have bounced here and there, but they've always sat like you know seven. They've never gone below like seven and nine. Yep, and like it's feel that feels like what they're trying to do is just like we have to like hold up the legacy. We can't yeah. let it fall because because yeah. they, I mean, they don't have the storied past of the Red Wings, but like. You know, before this run, the Saints were always bad, and so I, I wonder if there's a part yeah. of it of like clinging to that. Um, yeah, I mean, because a full blow-up makes sense for New Orleans, but that's for another day potentially. Yeah, last
0: and, last place on car that I think could be low-key interesting. By, by the way, if I'm car, I'm running as far away from the AFC as humanly possible. Yeah, just getting out of there. Yeah. <laughs> So the only other place I think that could be really low key that no one's talking about is Green Bay.
1: I was gonna, you know, I was gonna ask you, what if Green Bay trades Aaron Rodgers, which is totally to on the Derek's table, to Derek's former team, either to Derek's <laughs> former team or to the, you know to the Jets or yeah. whatever? And yeah, that like another team that hey, that does that offense doesn't fall off as much as I right. think we think it would. Correct. And that is not a knock that is not a comparison of Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr.
0: No, but they're a heck of a lot closer than Jordan Love is to Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, depending on who you ask, apparently. I like Where is there is there Ruin Jordan it. Love stands out there? From the Green Bay locker. Room, like, they're trying to like there was it have you everything that's come out of Green Bay is insane. I feel like it's a new report every day. But like it's it's but like sourced reports of like Green Bay doesn't want Aaron Rodgers back. I love Jordan Love. No, wait, Green Bay does want Aaron Rodgers back. I don't know what to follow, but, like, a lot of it is, like, sourced. So, there's a
0: lot. Yeah, of- but you know what that is. It's, it's like, I equate Green Bay and Green Bay Media to the Kremlin. Like, yeah, that's fair. It's, it's just propaganda, man. That's fair. It's just, it's like, <laughs> they, they spend a lot of money on that. On their-
1: <laughs> that's fair. And also, like. He doesn't, I mean, Aaron Rodgers amps it up to 11 just to make it even more fun going on darkness retreats and all of that. But all that to say Derek Carr would make sense in Green Bay and it would be fun because he has a cannon arm and Christian Watson's coming into his own. And yeah, like, Hey, it's a team that like bring in Derek Carr, let Aaron Rodgers leave and your team is still competing for.
0: Exactly. It's the the NFC. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. If if they can get a little bit better.
1: Figure out their defense again. Yep,
0: figure out their defense again. Those receivers take a step. Maybe they go draft a Dalton Kincaid or a good yeah. tight end to plug in there. And you're cooking with something better than you were cooking with in Las Vegas. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, um, in all, the one consistent theme through Carr's career, too. And I know we spent a lot of time on Carr. But yeah. when he has average offensive line play, he's pretty good.
1: Yeah.
0: As soon as that's. Like, he doesn't need much. He's not used to playing with much. He had, like, no. one year of elite offensive line play. Every other year has been bad. Yeah. Um, so, as long like... as you give him close to average, he's actually a really functional QB. Like, really, really good. And we know Green Bay's offensive line is good. Yeah. So, let's let's see what Carr can get. I'd actually, the more I think about it, that might be my favorite fit
1: for him. But... Yeah. I just put him behind a, like, Carolina and Green Bay, I think, are two where it's, like, put him behind two solid offensive lines yep. and just let's see what he can do with a competent defense backing him up.
0: Exactly. All right, I do – before we get out of here, uh, I do want to get to some position, guys. I know we are going to talk yeah. Garoppolo. My only real note on Garoppolo is I think there's a chance he could be a bridge guy somewhere for one of these teams that are going to be drafting a Bryce Young or will Like maybe Houston says, hey, Jimmy, come compete for a starting job with our rookie. Or maybe Indy does that. Or
1: Yeah.
0: Um, even Carolina. That could be a good spot for Carolina. It's yeah. Like, that, hey, or,
1: yeah, if he, Yeah. I – It's funny you say that. I almost lean Jacoby Brissett over that, but like if I wanted a guy for that. Jacoby's done it. I know. (laughs) He's good at it.
0: Yeah. I
1: feel like I would, like I would pay Jacoby a little bit. I think you could get him a little bit cheaper than Jimmy G.
0: Yeah. PFF projects Jimmy one year, 15 mil with most of that guaranteed. Yeah. They're projecting Brissett, uh, eight year, eight million a year on a two year deal. So like a traditional backup.
1: Yeah. So I would like, That's where I think I'd go Jacoby over Jimmy G because, I don't know, Jimmy G just seems to bring locker room. Yeah. He's always a topic in the locker room or something around that. Jacoby Brissett is never that. Agreed. And so, like, just for that sake of it, I would lean him. But Jimmy G will get a chance somewhere.
0: Yeah. I agree. All right, let's move on. Free agents that are not quarterbacks, Steve. Yes. My top guy is Javon
1: Hargrave. That's a, I like that.
0: I think this dude is an absolute baller. He's not going to give you a ton of the run game, but he is the prototype 3 tech pass-rushing defensive tackle.
1: Yeah. He's fast.
0: He's quick. He's got, he's got enough power. Got moves. Got multiple counters. Multiple moves. Yeah. Um, he's also 30, or going to be 30 soon. Yep. Or maybe he just turned 30. I'm not exactly sure, but I know he's right around 30, which means you're not going to have to commit an insane amount of you know, years to him. You're talking two, three year deal. I don't think there will be a fourth year involved. I know where I want him to fit, but yeah, I'd like to hear your thoughts.
1: I mean, yeah. Hargraves is stud and <laughs> he can I mean, he came alive this year. Like, it's been a couple years now. It had in this year, but it feels like he finally got name recognition this year as far as like yeah, the work that true. he actually did. Um, I mean, I'd lo- love to see him in Detroit, but... That's
0: that's where I was going with that. <laughs> I'd it's, love the, it's the missing like, piece from their D-line. They, they have everything else. They don't have a pass-rushing three technique.
1: They, yeah, they don't. And there's not really one in the draft. I mean, they're not going to get Jalen Carter.
0: But no, likely not. There is another pass-rushing three technique.
1: There's a few, but I don't think... Kalijah
0: need- Canty, I, I like a lot, but...
1: But who would you... That, there's a question for you. Would you rather have him or Hargrave? Hargrave at three years, 18 mil or bring in, bring in the rookie.
0: The thing, man, the thing is, is Detroit specifically is in an awkward position because they're ready to compete now, Yes, but they have a really bad secondary. Yes. If they're going to spend money on a position in free agency, I'd rather them spend on secondary because I'd hate for them to get in a situation where they're making a legit playoff run, maybe even a deeper play, like maybe they're, they win a playoff game, yeah. but they're relying on multiple rookies in the secondary. Yeah. To perform. That's dan- That's dangerous. It doesn't mean it can't work. It's just not likely to work. So I would rather them, like if you told me Detroit's going to make one splash on defense, I'd probably rather them trade for Jalen Ramsey or sign a Jamal Dean or yeah. James Bradbury. Yep. Um, who we'll, we'll get to Bradbury in a min- minute here, but, um, that said, I wouldn't be mad if they went and signed Hargrave. Yeah. Um, I also think there's a lot of big ends in this class that could play three techniques in thought like Tyree Wilson. Yeah. Texas Tech guy that everyone's, like, obsessed with. Yep. He, When I watch him, Steve, and this is might be a hot take, I see zero ability to corner whatsoever. Yeah. He plays with insane power, and he's got good inside counters, but he cannot. Win the corner,
1: and that's where you see. That's actually where you see a lot of. We're diving into a draft talk. But that's, that's fine. That's where you see a little, a lot of like his wins is he loops, loops inside, yeah, and he just can over. He can get under a guard, yeah, and just overtake you, drive if, him back.
0: As a, yeah, as a tackle or a guard, if you expose your chest plate to Tyree Wilson, he's going to dominate you. Yeah, I mean, he will push you back, but that's undersized three technique to me. Put right. him at three technique, let him win. Yeah, and. First and ten, put him. You can put him on the end. That's fine. He can play the run.
1: And that's, I mean, I but, like. It's where the NFL is going in my yeah. mind is like the undersized three tech, the, the undersized fast three tech that can just put a guard in a spin cycle. Yep. Like, just take advantage of a slow guard and right. boom, you're you're past him before he can even put his hands out.
0: Right. So I'd almost rather the, in terms of Hargrave to the Lions, I'd almost rather them go that route. Yeah. Or a Kalijah Cansey or something like that, Um, than. Uh, than Hargrave, although I would not be mad. What other good fits are there though? Because to be honest, is there a team Hargrave doesn't fit on? Like he's a that, pass I mean, rushing three right, technique; like, like he can go anywhere and be successful.
1: And at thirty, you you're probably like, you're not envisioning him growing his run stopping ability a no. ton. Like he nor is do who I he care. Is. So the, no, and that's <laughs> the thing. So like you you're gonna get meaningful snaps and you, and also like longevity of the season. Yeah, like you get two. Like if you're doing two snaps every three downs or one yeah. snap every three downs, like there's a lot. Of like it, another
0: reason the lines are perfect, right? Yeah, bugs and McNeil on first down, and, and then he subs for bugs. After they run that. that NASCAR
1: package, yeah, which is built for, which would be built for him to just yep. play about play next to a bunch of speed guys. I mean. I mean, it's Like, I think Dallas would even be a fun spot for Dallas him. would be freaking awesome. Like, that'd be an awesome spot. I don't know if he'd ever go to that'd Dallas. Be a massive f to the East. Yeah, U.S. it <laughs> would be. And I don't think he's gonna do that. But yeah. honestly, Dallas is probably my second favorite. Probably one of my favorite fits for yeah. him as well, just because like they're another team that just plays with so much speed across that defensive line between Lawrence and Parsons. Yeah. Like, adding Hargrave into the middle would.
0: What about Seattle? with all their fun stunt packages and loops and
1: yeah and it's like i mean if you drafted Carter and then you go get Hargrave oh my god and then you play those two next to each other i mean that'd be it's that'd be a fun pass rushing combo to plug in the middle
0: yeah that would be Arizona makes sense too
1: yeah he i mean there they have some youth along that defensive line they obviously mm. just lost JJ Watt they They're got, losing Zach Allen up up Zach, Zach Allen is also on a free agent list, so that'd be that'd be one to kind of build that interior and because I think Arizona's mid rebuild, yeah, especially on their defense her defense was bad at the end, yes, and I think like locking up an anchor at the, the three technique is a good spot.
0: The only problem is, is like is uh, at point point his career is he gonna to want to go to Arizona.
1: I don't. You, like, They'd have to
0: bring out the Brinks truck
1: for you, that. To yeah, you're either overpaying or he's going yeah. to a contender. Yeah, I
0: think he's going to be chasing Dubs at this point.
1: Especially after the run the Eagles went on, I no. don't see him settling for.
0: Yeah, and he's good enough where it's not like he have to take a pay cut to go to a good team. A good team's right. still going to pay him
1: right, good right. money because a good like, it's the luxury of being good. Yeah, is that they know they have a spot for him and they know they'll use him and it's not trying to fit him into a, trying to make him more than what he is. Generally a team that's ready to compete is going to have guys that he can just fit into the rotation. And now you've either just upgraded or, you know, just added depth to an already strong position. So, but Dallas and Detroit are two teams. And again, I don't think Dallas is in play, but any team can use a pass rushing yeah. three tech these these days.
0: What about let's do Jamel Dean, corner from Tampa Bay. I already mentioned him to the, you know that I would like him at the Lions, Let's so let's not talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Everyone knows the Lions needs corner help. The lines need corner help. So yeah, it's, all the all these corners like, yeah. available, <laughs> pencil them in for the, lines. You can right? Say so the lions, right? so
1: let's and we can go from there.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dean offers you this incredible like. This athletic freak of nature at corner. Right. He's physical. He can come up and play press. He can punch you in the mouth and press.
1: Super physical. Super
0: physical. Like, Todd Bowles loves these guys. Yeah. Um, But they're not going to have the money to re-sign him, I don't think. He's going to get – he's what what, 70, 75 million bucks?
1: Yeah, and I think that – For four years? Bucks are probably – I think they're going to go full tear down. They should. So, like, Jamel – I don't think Jamel Dean fits into that plan – He's a good corner. He's been pretty much
0: a top 20 corner since he was drafted. Yes. Um, And and pretty much, like I was looking through our metrics, you know, whether you're looking at our stuff or SIS or even PFF, like pretty much consensus. He's been a top 20 guy since he's been in the league.
1: Yeah.
0: And his specific brand of football is going to be attractive to some teams and not attractive to others. He's also a risk taker. I mean, that's yes. Um, he will jump routes and he does get beat occasionally because of that, but he also ends up with all, his hands on the ball a lot of times.
1: And he's generally mad, like generally matched up against toppers, like the top receiver for a team.
0: He plays right cornerback. I think right, mostly, he plays mostly right. Cause they had two good, like Carlton Davis is pretty good too. So.
1: They had a good secondary all around. Yeah. Like they, he had good, protection around like around him at every spot. I mean yes. Sean Murphy bunting in, in the, the slot, the other corner was locked up, Winfield over the top. Like they had a solid solid secondary. But I think that he would make like if Cincinnati wanted to make a oh. splash in free agency and upgrade Eli Apple Jamel Dean is the is Eli Apple like legitimately upgraded. He's as yeah. physical. He takes as many chances, but he's a little bit better at technique. He's a little bit stronger and just a the little, recovery speed yeah, is better than exactly. Eli he's Apple just a little well. bit better all around. Yeah, it, like since he's not That'd known for making splashes in free agency, but been, I mean, they, well, they have to at some point. They've done it a little bit. Like they're starting to do it a yeah. little bit more. I think this would be one that makes sense, especially where you potentially are losing another like secondary, like another key secondary piece in Jesse Bates. If he goes yep. to free agency, like you swap a strength for a strength and you bring in Jamel Dean, let Jesse Bates go. I know it's not a one for one, but you're upgrading a spot as you're downgrading a spot. And I yep. think that that, that yeah. Overall Dean plays to what since he wants to be. yeah, And that's the physical, like knock you on your, knock you on your heels at the line of scrimmage type um, coverage.
0: Yep. I was going to go with the other AFC juggernaut, and that's Kansas City. If they could okay. somehow find the cash yeah. for Jamel Dean. He fits Spagnuolo's – I mean, talk about a guy who likes to put his corners on an island. Yeah. Like, all right, Jamel, go, go beat this guy up at the line of scrimmage, please, because we're blitzing. Right. I think that would make that defense so freaking good. Not yeah. that they need help with that team, but (laughs) right like that, I mean, that would be, oh my gosh, that'd be such a great fit for them.
1: And then such a, like such a young secondary to like put someone with a little bit more experience who does play similar to like the rest of the team, like a little bit of mentorship to that and fit, like just kind of walk in and fit. Yep. The other one that would, I mean, it would make sense. I don't think they would ever go for it though. New England is a spot that he would make sense in, but he would, I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if they'd fork up the cash for him.
0: Yeah, that's um. They need to upgrade corner, period.
1: They do. They're losing. Are they losing both Jack and Jonathan Jones?
0: No, no, Jack's Jack was a rookie. Okay, Jack's a rookie. So, that's right. So just Jonathan But he Jones. wasn't really playing a ton on defense. Jones, though, is their stud. Like yeah. They, like Bill cranks out. Who's
1: play who's playing opposite?
0: Um
1: I'm blanking now. I'm blanking but, too. Either way, keep talking.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, whether they keep Jonathan Jones or not. See, we talked about this in the last pod with my mock draft because I had them taking a corner. Right. But they they need to upgrade corner badly. Like, they play in a division with murderer's row at wide receiver. I mean, you've got Diggs and Davis. You've got Waddle and Hill. Right. Uh, I mean, it's a lot. Plus, the Jets' young guys, too, and Wilson and more like, they really do need to upgrade corner it's it's a position you can't be short on in that division and if I were doing that I'd probably try to keep Jones and draft or sign Jamal Dean or a guy like that maybe a James yeah. Bradbury or I'm grabbing one of those guys and still drafting somebody like they really need to
1: I mean, yeah why not take a uh, Jalen Mills Mills yeah that's and right Mills. And he's like he's been bounced around everywhere he's uh, mm-hmm. he's a bridge guy yeah. And you don't want like
0: he's a functional player but you'd rather him be your third fourth corner than yes. a, a, every down player.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: All right, let's talk about some of these older guys. We got like Levante David in the market, another Tampa guy cuz they're they're tearing this down, they don't yeah. have any money. Um I'm imagining Levante David is going to play one extreme or the other. One of them being he's chasing another ring. Yep. but he does have one, so you, you always wonder if when once a guy gets one, is like, is that enough? Right. Or does he want more? Right. Or is he going to chase the bag? Yeah. One more time. He's thirty-three years old. I, you know, like I don't know where his headspace is at. If if I'm David, I've already won a ring. I'm a linebacker. I'm right. chasing the bag because it ends pretty yeah. quickly for linebackers.
1: Yeah, I mean he's <laughs> so, he's thirty. Thirty-three. Yes. Yeah. I mean, twilight of his career. Yeah. Props to him for having the longevity he's had. Like he's
0: still uh, playing great. He,
1: yeah, I, I mean, mean he would have looked better if Devin White hadn't had such a. I mean, hadn't continued his regression yeah. into this year, but yeah, David's a, a very functional player who's going to bring experience and play recognition. That's like why he. That's like why he. I think it even says in the PFF article, but like why he and Demario Davis and like some of those older linebackers have hung around is because they have elite play recognition and they can read offenses. And that's what Levante David, Levante David can be your green dot guy and lead a defense and kind of be, you know, that really elite, older bridge mentor guy.
0: Veteran presence.
1: Which so like that being said, I think it like, it makes sense for him to, Go chase the bag and go to a younger team, yeah, and kind of be that stalwart in the middle that can like help. Like, for I agree. example, I think like if he went to the New York Giants, yeah, that'd that be is a, great a team spot. that like they have some pieces. They're just you know like they're figuring it out. They're on the rise. Like, put him in the middle, let him kind of command that defense, get people where they need to be. You're playing behind a, one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL which yep. frees him up to make plays. I think like that is a team that makes the most sense for me.
0: Yeah. For I, I like that fit a lot. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a really good fit. What about. Um, hmm, I was going to say the Colts next to Leonard, but I don't yeah, know. They,
1: Cause they've been, <clears throat> they've had Zaire Franklin in there. Yeah. And he, I've, did help because Leonard health wise, like if he's out, yeah. you're fine. You have you have David there. When they're both in, like, that's as elite of a linebacking crew as you can get. Yep. And again, a team that I like like I like their safeties. It gives their safeties a little bit more freedom to roam back there, which is what they well, at least it's what the Colts wanted to do previously. Yep. I don't know what they'll do. I don't know where they're going to move with their defensive scheme going forward with Reich in there. But I like that. Fit. That's a that's another fun fit for David.
0: Yeah, a team they're they're probably going to try to get a little younger, but they have a decent talent base. Yeah, so it's kind of like the best of both worlds, right? Like right. you could be that veteran guy mentoring a team.
1: And again, what a fun spot like to play behind. You get to play behind Buckner and Grover Stewart. Like, yeah, keep yourself clean. Yeah, like it may not be the best team, but Giants, Colts, like two teams that you get to you get to keep blockers off you yep. for games at a time as you have guys in front of you that can eat them, eat up um, double teams.
0: Yeah, all right. Let's let's we gotta wrap this up. Um let's I wanted to hit two offensive players really quick. Yep. One, actually make that three. Two receivers and a running back really quickly. Jacoby Myers, DJ Chark, and Saquon Barkley. Jacoby Myers is probably the best receiver on the market. Yeah. He is getting, uh, let's see, PFF projecting a four-year, $64 million contract. Six, so that's $16 million a year with 40 guaranteed. That's a hefty price for a two. Yes. So I think we know he's not a one. But yes. he, he is a really good two. Yes. This guy, he, he beats zone at will, and he, on certain option routes, he can win against man as well.
1: Yeah, he's a. I mean, he's a route winner.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, but he is a two and I, that's a pretty expensive price tag. So there's very specific teams he would probably work with that aren't new England. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have any of those teams in mind?
1: The Dallas Cowboys.
0: Ooh. I had not thought about that. Add him. That's interesting. Cause that forces CD on the outside full time,
1: but yeah. you could still, swap them. I mean, you
0: can still swap
1: them yeah and bit. you can
0: hide stuff with bunches and whatnot right. i mean for sure i just thinking like snap for snap i mean i prefer cd on the inside but yeah um but they desperately need it's just, a guy they need,
1: a, they need some sort of injection of speed that isn't yeah that isn't uh cd lamb because the rest of them are four six four five guys that kind of lumber around and they're bigger targets but don't win yeah i'd want like I just feel like they need an injection of speed somewhere and he's not the, the reliable not the short
0: intermediate target to me is, is, yeah. is, is, a, is attractive. He's
1: not probably. the perfect target, but this is a free agent class where there isn't like, I mean, uh, DJ Chark is probably like you'd mentioned him. he fits in Dallas, I think as well. Yeah. Like they just need a bigger, they're not necessarily bigger, but just a faster guy. Someone to just like stretch the field a little bit to get CD lamb open more.
0: Yeah, I I think his his landing spot to me is probably one one place and that's Chicago <laughs> they have money to blow if you're gonna overpay for it too they're the team that probably <laughs> has like, to do it and can do it
1: it's the same as like I oh my, I wanted to mention them but it's like it's like mocking the cornerback to sign in Detroit like yeah yeah there I mean the Yep. If the Bears don't walk away with a receiver from this free agent class, like, I don't know what they're doing.
0: Yep. And, and it's for them, it's relatively low risk. Jacoby's 26 years old. Yeah, You need a player in that offense that can make things easier for fields, and I yep. think Jacoby accomplishes that. And they have so much money, they actually have to spend money. Yeah. Or else they're going to get penalized by the league.
1: That's how yeah. much
0: cash they have. So <laughs> um, it really is, you know – you use that cap space effectively this year. Maybe you front load that deal a little bit, pay, you know, pay a lot of that guaranteed money now. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, who knows, maybe in two, three years, you're, you're looking at trading or cutting him, whatever, but. And they do have, um,
1: they have Mooney there. Who's yeah. I mean, he would help a, Mooney a lot. A, he's a fringe one. I mean, yeah, he, it's close, but. I, but
0: they're so devoid of talent there that Myers still helps a lot. Oh, yeah. Know? I
1: mean, he increases that slot position tenfold yeah. for them.
0: Yep. And then I wanted to bring up Chark because he brings a unique skill set to agency, and I know he's probably, like, the sixth, seventh, eighth best receiver available for most people. But because he's an X receiver, right? there's nobody. Even in the draft, there's very few. like
1: And, like, how much of, like – I don't know. Maybe I'm just higher on Chark because I've been higher on Chark yeah. for his career. But like, he's what twenty six. Yeah, and he's played in the league for five years, yeah. and he's been injured for I think three of those, three three and a half.
0: I think two. Yeah, two. I mean, he's he's dealt with injuries probably every year, but yeah.
1: And like, there's risk with that, obviously, mm-hmm. but his ceiling is up there. And maybe I'm, again, maybe I'm crazy for saying that, but, like, I think his ceiling as an X is, like, there. I mean, like, he came alive for the Lions down the stretch. And I think he can be, like, he can be a one-on-one winner on the outside. Not all the time, but Mm -hmm. he can give you a 1,000-yard season. I think that is absolutely in the realm of possibility for him. And so, like, I think whoever signs him for what he's – going to get signed for, I think you're going to end up walking away with a bargain.
0: Yeah, he's getting projected at 3 years 35 million right now. That's absolutely a bargain. I would rather that's have Chark st- than Jacoby Myers. That's
1: a steal for 11-ish mil. Yeah, 11, yeah, and, 11, and, a 11 and a half a year. I mean, that's to me that like that's a guy you want to go after.
0: Yep. And the the scarcity of true X receivers available this year, whether it's the draft or free agency, yeah. is going to make him attractive. In fact, I think I think maybe he gets paid more than we think he does because of that. Yeah, and you saw it once he finally got healthy last year. He did come on for Detroit. Yeah, and was playing very well. He looked great. Yeah, it was like
1: the. I mean, the perfect aspect for that offense, and I think he can be that for a lot of off a lot of offenses because he is fast. He can burn down the field. He opens up the middle of the field. He can like he He is a great route runner, or at least above average yeah. route runner. And so he like wins on inside routes. He's not afraid to get in the like, go across the middle and make catches yep. like within safeties and things. I just like, like why not send him to Baltimore?
0: Oh yeah, I would like, love that.
1: Give it like go to have him go to Baltimore to play opposite Bateman.
0: I like, double up. I get I grab Chark, then I would draft a, a good slot receiver and boom, like a JSN you, or now Flowers you've got or
1: Chark. You've got Bateman, and then yep. you've got a, a solid rookie, which is a solid rookie class coming in yep. for slot receivers. And all of a sudden, like, that's a Ravens team that goes from just completely devoid of talent to now. Like, think of what that opens up for Mark Andrews. Oh, yeah. Like, think of what adding, like, Hollywood Brown was that for the Ravens. Yep. He opened up that offense quite a bit. Like, Chark immediately brings that back for them.
0: Yep.
1: Is it, again, the health is the one thing that I think is preventing him from getting an 18, 19 million dollar a year agreed is that he just hasn't been consistently healthy but if he stays consistently healthy and you get him at three years for 11 million like that can do a team wonders as far as opening up your.
0: yep yeah. um one last guy before we get out of here and that's saquon barkley i firmly believe he gets franchise tagged i don't think they're going to franchise jones i do think they'll franchise barkley yeah but if they didn't let's play devil's advocate here oh, where does he play next year where where do you want him to play next year? Where
1: would I want him to play? That is, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I... what about Dallas? Who I get rid of? Pollard and Zeke. I'll oh, get rid of them both. <laughs> oh. I mean, because well, Pollard is a free agent yeah, this year
0: too. That's he right. Yeah. Okay. Zeke be... did have to cut or trade,
1: which I think they're gonna. Well, See, actually, Jerry, Jerry I take. That, loves him yeah, physique. I take that back. I don't think they're actually gonna. I forgot who I was talking about. Um, Dallas would be an. A, that'd be a fun one because think of how much Tony Pollard elevated their offense, yep. and what Saquon like does probably two x what Pollard did. Yep. Because, I mean, you're also getting Saquon a year healthier, a year removed from a year, one year more removed from injury. Yep. A full off season of workout training camp practices all of that and so there's i mean there's potential that he comes in even better than the year before it's just so hard with running backs it is because you and i being firmly running backs don't matter and especially in a running back class of rookies that shows a lot of promise
0: oh yeah there's like 15 20 guys that can play
1: right and so like even yeah like there's a bunch about of the chargers and what boot out at, or keep Eckler? keep eckler like they
0: <laughs> eckler's been pretty clear he doesn't want to be yeah. the, a workhorse yeah he thinks he plays his best when he's you know limiting those touches he is small he's like 200 pounds so yeah um, and i feel
1: like that's he you just have two complete three down backs yeah. in your backfield and that's a you
0: can play them both the same time too if you have to um yeah, I'm just thinking of creative options here. Cause I mean, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo would be a nice fit for would them too. Would
1: be fun. I don't think they would do that, but like they're a team that has the luxury of like.
0: Although they don't have any real cap space, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they have they do have some cap space, but they've got hard decisions to make on their own team. So.
1: Yeah. What about what about putting him in Miami?
0: Oh God, I would love it.
1: Put them in Miami. Bring yeah. bring him down to Miami. Put him in McDaniel's offense. Like, think how terrible their run game was all year, and the rolling cast of yeah. nobodies they had running through there.
0: Mostert and Jeff Wilson and
1: yeah, just who, like they
0: traded somebody. They traded
1: Edmonds. Edmonds, <laughs> yeah,
0: that was a flop signing. <laughs> yeah,
1: and so like that's a, that's a team that if you're looking to elevate their offense to the next yeah. level, he does that. Yep, because they're and, and they're a team that is kind of in that zone where they don't have any like dire needs but they just yeah. need to get better so they'd be i think that'd be a fun spot for him because then that's like dropping mccaffrey into san fran and that worked pretty well for them i think saquon in miami would be the like one b yeah that'd that. be sweet that'd so. be
0: sweet all right steve we gotta get out of here yep i need to return to my family make sure they're warm <laughs>
1: yeah, right. <laughs> make sure it's not 50 degrees that you at well yeah. at your house anymore yeah
0: all right cool uh thank you guys so much for listening steve and i will be back not next week you're gone
1: no i'll be so gone I'll have,
0: there'll be a, a replacement for steve next week yep and the week after yeah and then he'll be back
1: and then i'll be back so and
0: probably chris
1: chris will be on with me that'll make yeah. sense and possibly well i don't know you're you're swamped right now so i'm not even gonna try to add things to your plate so <laughs> i was gonna say we should we should do like two free agency pods but that would put you at like 1400 podcasts for that a week there's seven
0: there's seven days in a week we can figure that out all all right guys thanks so much for listening uh we'll be well i'll be back with chris next week and we are out thanks for tuning in to this edition of the fantasy points podcast